<laughs> we are live on YouTube, Twitter, Rumble. Mm-hmm. Going to wait for that red button on Rockfin. Joined by Ian today. Appreciate you being here, Ian. How are you? Oh, I'm uh, I'm living the dream, as they say, as douchebags say. Yeah, of course. You're living the dream inside the Married with Children house, it appears. Yeah. yeah. I bought the house. It was a uh, it was a steal. I can imagine. That's that's great. With the market these days, you can pick up some pretty good houses in some areas. And, and it came it came with a bunch of union members. Fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're live on Rockfin, so let's go ahead and and dive in here. Nukem Nikki Haley bombs again. Fascist calling others fascist and shaft shock therapy. This is the Propaganda Report's Drive Time News Blast. I am Brad Binkley. Top story. Nukem Nikki Haley has bombed again. First, after embracing being Dick Cheney in high heels during the debate, which she said her five-inch heels have ammunition in them, and then her <laughs> lust for war, and then it was her Will Smith impersonation when she told Vivek to keep her daughter's name out of her voice. She's been bombing a lot lately, and now she is calling to end anonymity on social media and has demanded everyone's name during a podcast appearance the other day, which is an <laughs> odd thing to demand to have in a country where uh, it, no, no more anonymity on an internet is weird to call for in a country where our media relies almost exclusively on anonymous sources. Mm-hmm. I feel like she would have to address that as well. And after the backlash yesterday, she was mocked by Elon Musk and many others. Good. She did walk back what she said a bit today by saying, I don't mind anonymous American people having free speech on social media. What I don't like is anonymous Russians and Chinese and Iranians having free speech. She did not say, however, how she might achieve the yeah. you know, segregating out of, of who is what. I guess you would have to say, give her your name for her. Yeah, you give her, <laughs> give, her her, give her your name, and then she goes, oh, that's a Chinese name. Right, yeah. Or that's she, a yeah, Russian she has name. To, she has to judge based on the name alone. Based on the name alone. It's to be very racist based on the name. Yeah, I don't think Nikki understands how the internet works. Um, I, I don't know what Nikki understands, really. Yeah, I don't either. Did it's, you see that Nikki's daughter's husband looks like Tim Scott? Hey, you don't talk about her daughter. I keep, I'll keep her daughter out of my keep throat. Keep her daughter her out of your mouth. <laughs> yes. I will I will keep your daughter out of my <laughs> mouth, Nikki, if she, if she keeps keeps me away from her. So her daughter's like 25 years old. So when mm. people heard her say that, Sorry, that was I think they uh yeah, way too young to anyway. Yeah. She also said this during this podcast, uh, uh, a couple of other things she said during this appearance. She said there are no Jewish people in Gaza. There is only Hamas in Gaza, which is a weird thing to say also because there are Christians in Gaza, apparently between 800 and 1,000, and the third largest Christian church in the world is located there. So that's an incorrect statement. And then she demonstrated either-or propaganda, as well as uh, uh, perfectly how our political leaders are inclined to censor all questions and criticisms during a time of war when she said those who criticize Israel are either willfully blind or easily misled. Those who criticize Israel. First of all, much of the criticisms that she speaks of Mm -hmm. are not people who are just in general criticizing Israel and all Jews. It's people criticizing Israel's leaders and the actions they're taking. And well, correct. They, yeah. 
And she yeah. intentionally puts those together. So you say BB Net and Yahoo, I don't like them. It's you're an anti-Semite. It's is what they they want it to be. And secondly, right. and that used to be George Soros. I thought George Soros hating George Soros would made you an that's that's the most anti-Semitism thing in the world is right, hating right. George yeah. Soros and, and telling people what he did and enjoyed after or during World War II. Secondly, a criticism of one is not an endorsement of the other. That's the other fallacy that we see propagated in the media. And also, nobody on the planet's above criticism. And I don't think Correct. we want to really give any human that power. But they don't want people to look at this as humans. They want to break it off into groups through identity politics. And identity mm-hmm. politics, the opposing sides always brand their opposition as the worst well, of the other group. Look, this is why I think – and I was telling you this before the show. I've heard two arguments. But there's a third. The, th- the two arguments are – Israel needs to have a ceasefire right now. They're killing too many Gazans, right? That's argument number one. Argument number two is, of course we are. Hamas came in and killed all of our people. We have to destroy Hamas because they're a threat to our, they're an existential threat to us. There is a way to accomplish, I think, a ceasefire, saving face, um, all of that stuff. And... Everyone who is calling for a ceasefire, and I'm usually it's the lefties that are doing this. Um, <clears throat> I think honestly, what you need to do is just ask Hamas to surrender. I mean, it's very simple. You know, th- this idea that oh well, you know, they offered to give like seventy hostages, and then for a, a period, of no, 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 you give back two hundred and forty-two hostages, and then the bombs stop. Well. So it, it's all, it's also the BB Netanyahu does. He doesn't want to stop the bombs. Stop. I get it. But, but my point <laughs> is, my, my point is this, what happens to the, is what happens to the pro Israel position when all the hostages are returned? Right. It, it, it's, it falls apart. So this is why I'm screaming in a room by myself at walls, uh, <laughs> over this, because it's very easy to end this whole thing. It's very easy to turn the tide back in your favor if you're in Gaza or Hamas. You release the hostages. And, and it would also make me treat any of the arguments that people are making more seriously if, as I've said a number of times, if Bibi Netanyahu were going after Hamas's leaders who are in the lap of luxury That's the other Qatar, thing. and Demand, they were going after yeah. him. Yeah. D- demand immediate surrender of uh of all of the leadership in qatar immediate surrender i don't no, no, and and i haven't even heard the israel really leaders call for really a, have they called for a surrender or are they just they're no, just they saying don't no want, we have they the bomb. War. both both of the leadership of both sides of this as they're the chess players who are in their safe havens bb is in a multi a, a billionaire's multi-million dollar mansion that is that it has the most updated is just updated right before this and has a nuclear bunker. He's in a safe haven wow. with his personal chef that has pissed off a lot of the Israeli people and the Hamas people are playing ping pong. There's been 
exposés on how they love to play ping pong leaders over, over in Qatar. They, uh. they are the chess players who are killing all the pawns, and after the game, they're saying, good game, bro, because they, they both wanted this exact same thing. And, that, and a lot of the, the debate going on about it, I think, is, is to divide and conquer our nation in part around this very volatile issue mm-hmm. that it just that there's, there's arguments that go e- either way on this, depending on how far back you go, and uh, there's killing on both sides of it. And if we just you know go broadly, it's, it's human beings, and and the fact is, the ones pulling the strings, mm-hmm. they want war because it's going to benefit them and the people who don't want it that live there. In those, and some people argue, yeah, that there's Jewish people who they they hate the Palestinians and they want to get rid of them, and the Palestinian people they they mm-hmm. side with their leaders in Hamas and they want to cut the heads off of all Jewish mm-hmm. people. But I, I am I take a position of. I'm not going to give in to the identity politics propaganda on either side of that. I have always taken the position of I judge people by individuals, and I'm not going to strip yeah. away who they are and what they believe by allowing this application of identity to be put on top of it. Because that's the same thing Stacey Abrams and those people with the Black Lives Matter and the racial division they cause over here do. It's the same exact propaganda strategy, and it sucks, <laughs> but I— you know, I found it interesting. I, I saw Trump. He did this interview the other day with, I, I, I say Telemundo. I told Stella last night, Telemundo. But I don't know if it was Telemundo. That's just the only Spanish station I can think of. So yeah. we'll go with Telemundo that he did this interview on. And I saw he said something that was a little bit different yesterday or today. So I don't know exactly what he said today, but I'm going to start back in 2021. When okay. Trump presented a, a peace deal for Israel and, and Palestine. That was very favorable to Israel. And during this interview, which he got a lot of slack, you know, he got bashed on both sides, uh, on both sides uh, for this statement. But he said that it, it wasn't Bibi Netanyahu, or it, it, it wasn't the Palestinian president that stood in the way of the peace deal, even though it was favorable to Israel. He said the Palestinian president, who is not, not Hamas, I don't know how, it's all, it's all separated and weird so, over there. Well, the let Hamas me finish telling you what he said. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, he, he said that he was not the obstacle to peace, that he wanted to accept the peace deal that Trump presented, that it was Bibi Netanyahu who does not want peace and was the one that stopped it. And then Trump, during this interview uh, last week with uh, the Hispanic channel, not the, uh, not the one Hispanic channel, but Una vision. Una vision. <laughs> right. Yeah. So Trump, when he was asked about it, he, he kind of he said, well, you know, sometimes he said it never would have happened. It never would have happened if I was in charge because he was trying to work towards that peace deal. I could have made that deal. I was working on that deal, but it wouldn't have happened. But now that it's happened, sometimes you, you just have to let things play out. You just have to stay out of it. Now, I don't know if he would take a, an, isol- an isolation, stay out of it position, which that's I'm all about. Let's not fund people who we've given $380 billion a year to without any accountability. So I actually think that's a good position for him, but I don't know if that's one that he would actually embrace if he were elected president. Go ahead. You're saying. I don't remember what it was. Oh, oh, you were saying oh, about the, the, it was just the way they govern thing. The, the, I think the, the, Palestinian president is in the West Bank and it's a different political party. Yeah, no, it's definitely. Yeah, I, I don't. You're probably right about they're, that. They're, they're what is formerly known as the PLO. Um, you know, like Sinn Féin, the IRA became Sinn Féin. It's the same yeah, thing. I have no Which, idea. By the way, by the way, by the <laughs> way, uh, there is an interesting relationship between Ireland and Palestine. I don't know if you've caught that. If you heard that a lot, but, you know, a lot of the Middle Eastern terrorists got a lot of training in Ireland. Oh, yeah. Well, let's, yeah. Buy, let's yeah. buy us nuke them. Yeah. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I look, man, that's my my heritage. But uh, it's uh, just interesting. You, just a little throwing, throwing that you, out there. Did you just admit to training? No, 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 no. I'm just saying I'm Irish. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a terrorist. Right. No. Well, well, well technically, I would consider you in some areas a conspiracy theorist. And conspiracy theorists are terrorists, as we know. So. That's true. That is true. I am a MAGA extremist. Yes. Definitely. That's what they, that's what some people we know. I'm just glad. <laughs> I am so glad that the heat is off white people for a little bit. Right? Yeah, except that it's not. <laughs> it's not <laughs> right. It's not, everything is, is white people's fault. So that whole, I mean, that whole thing is just, I, I just, the people who live there and just want to live their lives, even if it's, even whatever, because I've seen arguments people make me, well, you should listen to interviews. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. The one person, even if that's what you think it is, who doesn't, who's just trying to go about their day. There are Christians who live there. I don't mm-hmm. give a shit about the religion of the people, but the people are just like, I don't really like war. I wish people would stop fighting, regardless of what country they're in. Those are the people that I identify with. And those are the effing people that, that mm-hmm. my heart goes out to. And, and those are the ones that everybody should be siding with. That everybody should be like, you know, this is stupid. Why are we letting these leaders divide and rule us? It's, it's such a divide and rule strategy. And... and the biblical propaganda shit. See, it's I I get insulted when I hear Bibi Netanyahu. It doesn't help to do this. So there, Trump commented on how he's losing the public relations war during this interview, and he's absolutely right. We talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. He's absolutely right about that. It's insulting to people in this day and age where people have become more familiar with propagandistic tactics mm-hmm. to come out and try and tell us that revelations is happening. You know, it makes people think that you think they're stupid and it looks yes. bad uh, on him. But oh, I agree. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. I, I want So yeah. I want to talk about some more fun stuff to talk yeah. about. So we talked about that war over there, but what about the war on Capitol Hill? Oh, my God. What a fun couple of days it, it was a lot of fun I a went, lot of fun i like went some through of some of the clips last night with stella who's joined us in the chats here she she said I, stella just she thought you said maggot extremist and she said <laughs> I, I am a maggot extremist <laughs> yes a maggot extremist and um well, yeah, so no, what are your thoughts initially Ma- on mark all wayne the really is my new favorite senator of all time that's my thoughts now did you hear the one there's three fights you know, verbal. Uh, well, the, the, okay, okay. The one between um, wait, you talking about you talking about the Millie and O'Brien, or are you talking about just the three different people? Well, there's Millie and O'Brien, and then, right, there, and then was, there was there was Birchett versus McCarthy. And that then was there, so dorky. I, okay, I know. I'm that about to one play you not, live audio. Like, oh, come on, that was so dorky. I have audio. So last Burchett last night, is such a dork. Totally, they're both dorks. The guys. I mean, so, they both are. But Burchett chased him down. Hey, did you elbow me? Get I'm back gonna, here, Kev. So I played last night this clip of CNN anchors reading the transcript from the, the Twitter account of the journalist from I think it was NPR or PBS that was yeah, interviewing she's the him one that was the like, time. "Did he just? I think he just. I think he just elbows you." Right. Well, so 
they read the transcript, and my problem with it was the performance of the CNN anchors. They didn't oh. embody the characters at all. But live audio of that moment actually has been released now. And, and that's what it. I'm going to play for you is, is that audio oh, of that great. incident between Burchett yeah. and, and McCarthy in real time. Yeah. Here it is right here. Yes. Let me share this on screen. You're right. He's super dorky, and he prays. He prays for his enemies. He says, "I pray for him." I, I, I pray for him. Nice lady, and I just pray for everybody. Everyone on Capitol Hill is such a bitch. He's, yeah, they are. They're all bitches. Look at, there's the porcelain doll. I she is. Look at that smirk. Imagine, She's like the fucking Grinch. You imagine like <laughs> that is a smirk. It's like you made me upset again. <laughs> oh God, I can't imagine if she has a significant other. Yeah. Do you think she makes her? Do you think she constantly emasculates her boyfriend in public? I think she does. Of course, she doesn't leave the house unless she has a plan to emasculate him. Mm-hmm. He he probably dresses like a dog and she walks him on a chain. Look at that extreme green turtle. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, I noticed that as well. That very Grinch. Yes, she has the Grinch smirk and the Grinch turtleneck going. Right here on Christmas season, right here. Look at these images they chose. They chose McCarthy given about as tough a look as McCarthy can actually give. I want the job of the person who picks still photos for the article. (laughs) Yeah, just pick the worst photos you can get. And I I, I I described them in my notes here as as former speaker and current creeper, Kevin McCarthy, because he's super creepy. But here's that actual audio. I think it went all right. Sorry, Kevin, didn't mean to elbow. Why'd you elbow me in the back, Kevin? Hey, Kevin, you got any guts? Jerk. Jerk. You got so they sit there and the reporter said it right there. Oh, what kind of chicken move is that? You're you're pathetic, dude. You are so pathetic. Thank you. Thank you. What jerk? You need security, Kevin. Because oh, he must have had security with him. He, yeah, he did. He had yeah. security with him. Yeah. That frees up. I think there's more of this. Yeah, hold on. This froze up again. Nine minutes of this? No, not this. There's just oh, nine okay. minutes of clips. Yeah. Oh, not not of that. No, no. Jeez, how much yeah, more we're not just that? playing one long clip of these clowns here. Oh, wait. So, yeah, that ended right there. There we go. He did so. The reporter said it right there. What kind of chicken movie is that? Did, I bet I did that better than CNN. Oh, you did it much better. They, they did not embody the character at all. But what oh, I found interesting in that clip was that he apologized. He started to apologize for elbowing him first, which makes me think he saw him out of the corner of his eye and he whipped his elbow back. And then, you know, maybe he I had a moment like this in high school. So I was kind of picturing what happened there? So when I, when I was in high school, there was this guy who was a senior and he was like, uh, he played tennis and he was like six foot six and 200 mm-hmm. something pounds. And I, I, I didn't hit puberty till like, you know, halfway through my high school year. So I was, I was one of the smaller kids, my ninth grade year, but I was athletic and, uh, um, he, he would, something happened. I don't know what he didn't like about me, but we were in the same PE class. And so he just started walking by me in the hallway and he would just, you know, slam me. He would just drill for no reason. He he would do that. And he did it over and over again. And kind of like, we're going to hear the, uh, what's the guy's name? The MMA fighter Mullen. We're going to hear Mullen talk about, I was like, he's going to keep doing this. Mullen's going to, he's going to keep doing this, this guy, if I don't do something. So, 
I decided in PE one day, I'm going to see him again, and he's going to walk by me because his senior class, share, they shared the gym with my freshman PE class. Mm-hmm. And so he walked by me, and he had done this for a series of weeks. And, and I was friends with his little brother, so it was weird. But I just took everything I had. And I, I probably barely weighed 115 pounds at the time. And I just threw it into his gut. I just elbowed his gut, like I, everything that I had. And then he knocked him back, and he runs back. He, Go pushes me back into the freshman locker room and like puts his hand on my throat and kind of pins me against the, the cage there. And all the little tiny freshmen just surrounded him, you know. And they all surrounded his. I mean, he was a giant uh, among all it. of us. And they got him out of there, right? And so I, I, I got dressed. And this was the coolest part about it. I've probably told this story for people who've been listening for a while, but I walk back out of the gym. Uh, with my backpack on, and when I walk back out, I look over, and they have the side basketball goals, you know, with, where the the bleachers are pushed up underneath. And I, I, what I see is I see this guy who was the oldest looking person in our class. His name was Laszlo. He used to get suspended all the time for fighting, and the rumor was that he may or may not be part of some cartel, probably a racist rumor because he was a, a Hispanic guy, and he had a mustache since like sixth grade. Right. But everybody was afraid of Laszlo because he used to beat people's ass and get suspended. Laszlo thought I was funny, right? So, so I walk out, and I look over, and Laszlo, who, who was a short guy himself, has got this six-foot-six tennis player pinned up against the back of the bleachers and he is just giving he's giving him the I don't know what he's saying to him I don't know if he's threatening to kill his family or, or what or just the guy never spoke another word or looked at me in the eye again and uh I, I, I like to think it'd be my elbow but I think it's probably yeah. more to do with whatever the hell Laszlo said Dude, to him being funny saved my ass yes <laughs> they, Laszlo if you're listening I'm forever grateful that's for, great that's a great for, story yeah, yeah so all right, so that was the first fight. That was the what was reenacted, and I, I think that these guys are both. I don't like either one of these guys. They're both full of it. the The guy who did the chasing. Sorry, you're the dog from the background. He's the one who's been pre- presenting. Yeah, Burchett. Mm-hmm. He's been presenting the propaganda about oh the aliens are here. We have the biologics, so that's a going to lose his trust. And every comment he says, he always says, you're such a nice lady. Thanks for the interview. I'm praying for you and your family. I don't trust his prayers. Really, I think that's a kind of a character okay. that he plays. And you know okay. what? You know what Mullins said uh, is he was asked about the other fight. He was asked about the McCarthy fight. Mullen was, and Mullen said, "I don't trust Burchett, Burchett at all. He doesn't have any integrity." So I love it. Yeah. So they're all fighting amongst themselves. But next, what we have here is we have Senator Mullen, the former MMA fighter. He went on with Dana Bash today of CNN. To talk up, she asked him about why when he stood up, he started to kind of pull his wedding ring off. Yeah, I'll tell you why. (laughs) Obviously, these people have never, ever been in a fight. Well, he explains that to them in this clip here. It's pretty funny. That's Nikki Haley, AI-generated image there, by the way. And here we go. I noticed that when you were getting up and it escalated, you're playing with it right now, you you reached for your wedding ring. What was that about? (laughs) Well, I, I wasn't mad, first of all. So when you get mad, you get angry. I don't know why this is freezing. No, this is really frustrating. Did it yesterday. Yeah, he wasn't mad at all. He was just very focused and direct. Yeah. Hold on a second here. I, I thought sure. he was controlling his temper pretty damn well. That's what he describes here. If these, I thought I had this problem solved last night. I would have did it. But Do you want to just act it out? Yeah. <laughs> we should. The CNN people did it. All right. So, yeah, here he is. Okay. 
Oh, wait, I didn't put it on the screen. That's the problem there. <clears throat> That's probably why it's working now. It's because it's not sharing <laughs> yeah. to the freaking screen. Um, all right, there's Dana. Reach for your wedding ring. What was that about? <laughs> well, I, I wasn't mad, first of all. So when you get mad, you get angry, you lose your mind. First thing I thought of when I stood up, I thought, I'm going to break my hand on this guy's face. I'm going to take my wedding ring off. Uh, because when, when you're fighting and you learn how to punch correctly, you really shouldn't break your hand. But when you aren't doing it with wraps. So you actually you thought will. you were going to come to blows in that moment. I had full intentions of doing that. Absolutely. So he had full intentions of coming to blows. Uh, dude, of course. Because he said, this is one of those where I'm like, it, 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 it really, it's a Rorschach test. How you react to this story. Okay. Right. Because if you look at that story and you go, wow, you know, Mark Mullins is a bully. I can't believe he was going to actually get into a fight. He took his ring off and he got angry. Right. Uh, and, and and that's no senator should ever act like that. Like if you're you, you see it like that, you've never been in a fight ever. You run away from confrontation all the time. Um, and you never, ever think violence is a way to solve problems. And it's actually the most permanent way. <laughs> so, 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 so the, the, you know, and if you saw it, like I saw it and lots of other people saw it was, yeah, why'd that guy run his mouth, especially to an MMA fighter? That's stupid. And the guy did do that. To, to, now tell me if you can hear this. I'm going to try a different style of sharing this. It's maybe less burdensome on the computer. Can you hear that? No. You can't hear that? Um, all right. So keep keep going with your analysis there as I try and find a better way to – Yeah. So like I said, it's it's a Rorschach test um, because honestly, I think it's, it's very simple. Um, you know, if someone starts – you know, if someone says to you, anytime, any place, you know where to find me, cowboy. Okay? Right. That's different. That's way more. That's way clearer than we're going to go to the Capitol and fight like hell. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think, think. And he was he was on social media saying this stuff. And like you can hear this if, if it yeah, but, it. but now, now there's, there's echo. It's not even playing. Is it playing for you? No, no but, but I can hear myself. Twice. Twice. Like, like echo. echo. Right. Chicken, move it you can hear that. That's, that's good. good. You're but you're also echoing. No, no I, think I think I'm just, just a little delayed. delayed. Okay, so that's, that's fine. fine. I'll play this and stop it, and then I'll stop the share mm -hmm. since not echoing. But he, all right, here, here he is finishing that response. Actually, uh, I noticed that when you were getting up and it escalated, you're playing with it right now. You, you reached for your wedding ring. What was that about? <laughs> well, I, I wasn't mad, first of all. So when you get mad, you get angry, you lose your mind. First thing I thought of when I stood up, I thought, I'm going to break my hand on this guy's face. I'm going to take my wedding ring off. Uh, because when, when you're fighting and you learn how to punch correctly, you really shouldn't break your hand. But when you aren't doing it with wraps. So you actually you thought will. you were going to come to blows in that moment. I had full intentions of doing that. Absolutely. Sorry, I love this Something that your uh, Republican colleague, Tom Tillis, just told my colleague on Capitol Hill about that. I would have bludgeoned the guy for a lot of things that he'd said, but I wouldn't have gone as far as Mark Wayne. And we need to pay attention because kids pay attention, countries pay attention, the people in this nation pay attention, and they oftentimes emulate our behavior. This is where we've got to stand up and be the adults in the room. He did, he did stand, stand up. up. What do you think about that? I mean, 
Yeah. So I'm going to take this off for a second. Yeah, he stood up there. He and, did stand and, up. Uh, so it's not echo- the clip's not echoing. It's just echoing when we speak. Yeah. Stella. Okay. I, I no, that's it. good. I think that's fine. It fixed it. Just yeah, not playing I, the clip fixed it. Right. So I, I do think that that is we do see people who are, are emulating the behavior of politicians, and I do think that is something that they do want people to do in the extreme behaviors that are unthinking. That dude, I kind of see what he did as like I know this guy's kind of a pussy. And we'll only talk behind the protected wall. Let me ask you a question. Is Sean O'Brien going to tweet anymore to Mullins? I do you think know. he's going to send, do you think, think he's he going to send another, you think he's going to send another tweet? I think that he might send another tweet thinking that he's has to protect. I don't think he's ever going to meet with him. In if person. he, no, if he sends another tweet, he loses immediately. I, I, I'm going to want, I'm going to keep an eye on it over the next week. And he see already if Sean did O'Brien, an interview saying that, he was in the wrong and he's going to have to pay the consequences for it. Well, good, because here, here's here's <laughs> here's what I noticed on when Sean O'Brien on his Twitter page, he put up uh, the initial tweet when he put that tweet anytime any place cowboy. If you go find that tweet, go read the replies. All the replies are like, yeah, man. Uh, Mullins is about to fuck around and find out with the Teamsters. Where's Hoffa? <laughs> right. All the things that Mullins was accusing him of is on that thread. So I don't, I'm, I mean, well, yeah, you know, I don't, Stephen Colbert did say that Mullen should watch out because people who mess with Teamsters end up and that's hearing. his criticism. <laughs> that's exactly what he was criticizing is the right. fact that you can make jokes about the Teamsters will kill you. That's right. wrong. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I'm going to let this continue. I'm going to try. I wish you would have clocked him in the fucking face. <laughs> But what and I really Bernie, do, man. Bernie oh. Sanders shows. I, I would be like, no, I can't do the show. I'm watching this over and over tonight. I'm sure a lot of people probably did. But can you imagine Bernie Sanders if that? If I that love happened? Bernie. <laughs> I kind of think that either this happens every day and they just don't highlight it in the news or, or that this was a little WWE. We're going to cause a little chaos because all of three of these stories happening in the same day, the third story, which I don't think I finished telling you was Did the you- other Intel hearing where the, this guy was accusing one of the I, James Comer, who's investigating in Hunter Biden. Great. And he called great. him a frog or a, Call a smurf. He, Calls a smurf. him a smurf. That's right. You walk yeah, around so, here like you're a smurf or something. It's just either they're only focusing on it to highlight those themes or, or this happens every single day and, and we just don't necessarily realize it. Yeah, Kevin McCarthy said people are just getting bitchy. He said, we've been here for 10 weeks. We're just getting bitchy. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that they are always like that. They're, 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 they're like the least it's, deserving dude, people of being in it's power. The, it's so much ego in one building. Oh, God, dude. And, and they have these imagine? con artists. If you thought actors were bad... Right. And, and these people were all con artists. So we have George Santos, who the, the guy, the Republican, who's just a straight up con artist. Yeah. He's been a con artist his whole life and he actually got elected. And it's not that they aren't all con artists. He's just kind of like doesn't even Santos, hide right? it. it. Yeah, Santos. Santos. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. He doesn't even hide it. I know. And, and he tells people he was on the volleyball team and I was a star Navy volleyball SEAL. player. I don't know if you ever saw. Yeah, I don't know if you ever saw the interview with his ex boyfriend that was just broken hearted because <laughs> he lied to him. Like, well, it happens to us all from time to time, pal. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he got elected and he's going to run again. Why would you not run again if you can win when 
you got elected by being a swindler. I think the time for swindlers has really arrived. It really has. On the main stage. It's all Trump's fault. It's, it, no, nobody was ever there lying. Was, nobody was corrupt Trump. before Trump. <laughs> Everyone was perfect. Okay. All right. Sorry. I'm, I'm trying multiple different ways to get this clip to not be uh, janky like it's been. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully this one will work. But you ever notice that like all the sets of these news shows look like the bridge of a spaceship? Yeah. You think it's probably dead babies behind them if you take that green screen effect off that they have going. I like you can't you know you can't tour the new CNN you know they moved right yeah they moved they got out right. of downtown Atlanta they moved to, and all like, the pro Palestinian right? people went to the old location and and yelled out in front like nobody's in there guys did they really go protest the empty yeah. building they went and protested the empty building I don't think you people realized they moved <laughs> all right here we go uh, hopefully this is um, more effective than than the last time this is unfortunate if it's not there's Nikki again. Yeah. All right, so can you see that, or is it a black screen? It's a black, it's a black screen. screen. That's great. What the fuck, dude? This is getting there. Crazy. It is. There we go. Responsible for your on fire. So, what point does a line get drawn? Remember, it was it was uh, Andrew Jackson who was okay. This is you do, and you should be. T- I'll say we go. Sorry to take this back, guys. Listening, it's you do, and you should be taught a lesson uh, because you can't simply just continue to do this. So, wh- what point does a line get drawn? Remember. It was it was uh, Andrew Jackson who was who challenged nine people to a duel and took Jack- a person off. He Andrew- also knocked a guy out for insulting his wife. Senator, you know Andrew Jackson was not a good guy. Well, it doesn't matter. I'm just saying that it doesn't. It, what happens? Well, Abraham Lincoln challenged a guy to a sword fight. <laughs> you think we should have sword fights in Congress, dude? I yes, I want. Uh, you know, when people talk about this. Um, Oh, they need to be held to a this higher standard of conduct. This is new. This I, that idea is not the traditional idea. The vitriol goes back to the beginning of the country. I mean, and that's what's insane is everyone's acting. I cannot believe they're breaking. No, these are the new norms. What I would, I would love it. I would love to see like Mitt Romney. Who do you want to see Mitt Romney fight? You know, I'd like, like to see him fight. Adam Schiff. Uh, yeah, or Matt Gates. Like him and Matt Gates or, get no, into it. We should actually pa- we should pair the the creepy. So it should be Adam Schiff versus Lindsey Graham because they they oh, probably yeah. start having sex halfway start- through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. It would it would turn into something nobody would want to see. Yeah. Is what that yeah. fight would be. Uh, I don't have any problem with them um, acting like the rest of us. I I would like to see uh, a Senator Mike Tyson. To be honest with you. Yeah, because this idea. No, I, I have no problem with it at this point. I, I have no, I'm under no illusion that these people are are better than us. They're or, not. They're all they are are the people who are most willing to lie. Yeah, that, that's yeah. all. W- without without feeling bad about it, that is the it's, main quality of all of them. Are you corruptible? And are, are yes, you are, are you compromised? That is another yep. main quality. Yep. So he continues here. Yes, to, Ted to, Nugent to give would her, be great. He continues to give her a lesson. On how to handle a bully here. Look at that. Oh, he did it very well. He dismantled this guy. Or bullied anybody in my life. I stood up to a lot of people. I had been bullied myself. I was born with a <laughs> with bad legs and had braces on my legs and had a super bad uh, speech impediment until I was in, in grade school. 
Um, I understand what bullying is. I learned how to do one thing because I couldn't argue with you and I couldn't run from you because I had bad legs at the time. I learned how to fight. I'm not saying that's the answer to question to every issue, but I did learn one thing. If you push back at a bully, typically they'll shut their mouth up. You know what Sean did? He didn't stand up. He had the fear of God in his eyes. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee he won't do that again to me. Damn right. So, yes, and that, that Damn right. echoes the story I was telling earlier. Damn right. But I will say this. He had a speech impediment until he was in grade school. Didn't most of us have one? until we were four or five years old that's when you start grade school is that but i I do he probably misspoke there but yeah yeah. Um, i i actually obtained footage exclusive footage you have not seen this on any other network i can promise you that of mullen when he was in grade school standing up to a bully who was making fun of his little sister's speech impediment and a bully who had previously given him a black eye with a sock to the face this is video of how he responded to that bully years and years ago. Exclusive breaking news here. What are all these kids following us for? They don't walk home this way. I guess they wanted to watch. Watch what? Fight. How do they know there might be a fight? I guess maybe I mentioned it. Ah, <laughs> oh, Cindy. Well, if it isn't baby talking the chicken again. <laughs> hey, chicken, let's hear you cackle. Let's not start this again, buddy. I want to hear you cackle, chicken. Come on. That's dumb. Won't just cut out all the teasing. Hey, baby talk. Itty bitty itsy bitsy baby talk. Cut it out. What are you going to do about it? Let's reason. Let's talk about it. Shut up or fight. Don't you want to talk about it? You heard me. Shut up or fight. Okay, if that's the way you want it. I'm ready. You asked for it. <laughs> he knocks him in the eye. Hey, buddy, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt you. Really, I didn't. It's usually how it happens. you knocked my tooth loose. I did what? It's loose. It's loose. Yeah, wiggles. And then, the, the see, this is obviously the old Brady Bunch episode where Bobby gets punched in the face, yeah. and then the dad and the brother train him how to fight over a, a like a, almost yeah. a Rocky-like montage. I got, I got in a fight in the seventh grade on the bus with with a guy that was bullying me and my mom knew he was bullying me and we came off that the bus door opened and we were, we were fighting all the way down the aisle of the bus the bus door opened the bus driver was like you guys stop it we kind of tumble out like a an avalanche and my mom is standing in the front yard and this is what she starts doing beat his ass kick his ass Ian Kick his ass! And she sat there and cheered me on while I beat this guy up. It was great. Yeah. Did you kill him? No. No. Okay. No, but I did feel bad after I beat him up. That's exactly it, what happened. I felt so, so did bad. Bobby. I felt Bobby so bad. felt bad. And we became it. friends after that, actually. Yeah. That's how it happens with guys. Yeah. With women, yeah. they'll plot against each other for the rest of their life. <laughs> no, we became buddies. But with, with guys, that's how it Yeah. So that scene ends with, with everybody making fun of that kid because of his new speech impediment because of his loose tooth. And then Bobby stops him and says, no. That's why you got upset with him. You're doing the same thing he did to you. And that just, yeah. that's what that made me think of hearing yeah. Senator Mullen's mm. lesson. That got so, me fired up. I, <laughs> I, really did. I remember watching that episode when I was a kid. Yeah. You know me, though. I get, I get a little hot-headed. Right. Well, you know, it happens to a lot of us from time to time. But, but yes, I do know what you mean. <laughs> so this next story... Which folds in with this 
Republicans are bad. Look at look at the fighting. It wouldn't surprise me, honestly, if there was very similar fights that happened by Democrats on the same day. But we just focus on them. Uh, that's what they, they they choose to highlight the news that fits the current narrative that's being pushed. And this narrative that Republicans are tearing the country apart is being combined with the an oldie but a goodie. But the Trump is a fascist and he mm. must be stopped narrative. Mm. It's been yeah, around. The only way to save democracy is to is to vote for yeah. one party. You stop a fascist by becoming a fascist, mm-hmm. I believe, is the strategy they're using here. And I did play this clip and talk about this specific bombshell evidence that they've been presenting all over the news of the video that was leaked of Trump's former lawyers who turned on him. But. I want everybody to hear Jake Tapper's presentation of this because he just blatantly lies to people and he uses some of his little techniques to square in people's mind the fact that they're being like, like the minimization and maximization, maximization, maximization of propaganda technique is on display here with Jake Tapper talking about the bombshell evidence against Trump. Here is Jake Tapper of CNN. Probably one of the best liars in the game. He's a good one. Trump attorney Jenna Ellis said that in late December, weeks after the election was called for Joe Biden and Trump had run out of legal options, Ellis said former White House aide Dan Scavino was unfazed. And you might wonder why. Why would he be unfazed? The answer, according to Ellis, well, it's quite chilling. Okay, so before we hear this answer, we should judge it. Is this chilling? Is what is what we're going to hear here? Chilling. Chilling. Another survivor of the Trump administration. <laughs> I uh, emphasized him. I thought that the um, the the claims and the ability to challenge uh, the election results was essentially over because of the dismissal of the Texas versus Pennsylvania case from the United States Supreme Court. And he said um, to me in a kind of excited tone, well, we don't care and we're not going to leave. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, well, the boss, meaning President Trump and everyone understood the boss. Um, that's what we all called him. Um, he said the boss uh, is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power. And I said to him, well, it doesn't quite work that way, you realize. And he said, we don't care. We don't care. The boss is not going to leave under any circumstances. We are just going to stay in power. Those are quotes. I'm going to stop it right there. Those are quotes of what a secondhand source said someone told her. This is called hearsay, and it's not allowed as evidence in court cases. This is this is why this is leaked, in my opinion, because it's not admissible. It's not relevant whatsoever. And this woman, the day after this, made a plea deal where she was allowed to continue being a lawyer. She, she was, according to the left, given a sweetheart deal for her testimony. And she was a MAGA Trumper, Garland told us, or not a MAGA Trumper. She was a never Trumper before and after she worked with Trump. So she's always kind of been uh, an opposition to Trump, except for the, the period of time that she worked for him. Why she did that, I don't have an answer to that. But there's nothing credible about this. this Ego, is simply, you get to work at the White House. Yeah, maybe. It's simply used to fuel the trial by media. And I didn't find that particularly chilling, this secondhand hearsay. Did you? No, no. And it uh, wasn't a freaking quote. That's a freaking lie. Yeah, I know. Didn't, what did Reginald say about that? I'm sure Reginald probably is telling everybody that Jake Tapper said that Trump, he quoted Trump as saying this thing. 
Now, Tapper, who's maximizing this hearsay, the secondhand source, as the point of emphasis to his audience. This is what you will remember and repeat, which our friends will probably repeat this the next time we do an improv show with him. And then watch how his demeanor and tone changes when he reads the reply from Trump's current lawyers, which are very accurate in their description of what this piece of, quote, evidence actually is. Good Lord. Good. <laughs> Here's how Trump's attorney, Steve Sadow, responded, quote, the only salient and telling fact is that President Trump left the White House on January 20, 2021 and returned to Mar-a-Lago in Palm Beach, Florida. If this is the nonsense line of inquiry being pursued, it is one more reason that this political travesty of a case must be dismissed, unquote. Now, look, I don't know. I'm not an attorney, but plans to be a squatter in the White House while preparing a plan that ultimately uses violence to prevent the counting of electoral votes. It seems like to me that could be a salient and telling fact. Again, I remind you, I'm not an attorney. And I don't think you have to be an attorney to recognize that you're accusing someone of trying to, of remaining in power and being a dictator-like figure who actually left, that's the problem with the argument is that Trump left office. He left so the whole argument's but under- not before he said he wouldn't leave, Brad. <laughs> right. That's so they make that. That's the Reginald argument. What don't you get? <laughs> yeah, that was Reginald's argument. Yeah, Reginald's <laughs> argument was he didn't leave until after he said he wouldn't. Exactly, and and obviously that is the more important. It's just you see how he just dismisses that, and his audience has no reason to go maybe research or yeah, ask a couple and, questions, and 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 if you're not a lawyer. Then why did you say any of the shit you said in between the two times you told us you weren't a lawyer? You bookended it with <laughs> I'm not a lawyer. Why'd you fucking say anything then? Right. And so this same line of thinking fell over onto, and we actually hear the talking points being distributed to one of the top comedians working today. According oh, to some of our friends. Stefan Colbert. Stefan Colbert should be wearing a, mm. you know, a you know, a turtleneck. He is and the funniest. He is the funniest guy. And he displays his hilarity in this opening monologue where he touches on a similar theme about the former president. And then I'm going to play you some of the clips from his guest. Okay. You know this guy, Donald Trump? You heard of this? People, people talk about him a lot. And because people are talking about him, we talk about him like, say, the 91 charges he's facing, which is... Technically speaking, technically speaking, I don't get to the legal jargon. Propaganda tactic, a number of accusations does not equal guilt. If it did, all you have to do is accuse somebody. It's the same thing with sexual assault, harassment type things. You have to start verifying certain claims. Now, if you start verifying any claims, then that's fine. But they don't ever like to do that. There are 91 charges against him and no charges against Hillary Clinton. And that tells me everything I need to know. About the Department of Justice. He continues. Here, that's a lot. That's a lot of charges. <laughs> but but it has, as much as all of us talk and think about this numbnut, every so often, it's really important with this guy, it's important to, let's say, metaphorically jam the sharpened stick of knowledge into the soft inner thigh of your mind and just grind it around a little bit to try to reawaken the horror of what our country would be like if this hate-filled dingus and the soulless goons ever got a hold of power again. Because what was so bad 
Because exactly what that, was that, so that was, bad in those four years? What was like, so bad? I, I want to hear examples of what he's saying they don't want to revert back to, but they don't provide any. But that is the first thought that comes to mind is what is he? The only thing about? that was bad was you became one of the most unfunny people ever, Stephen, uh, and all the news started to suck. A- absolutely, know? yeah. Hearing Colbert's comedy, it feels like a, a fascist violent attack on him. Um. Personally, and, and look at his face. Can you see that tense? Thing? I he, think he he might be a true believer with that expression there. Oh, yeah. He continues. And I don't know if you've noticed, but Donald Trump is a fascist. Okay, Donald Trump is a fascist, and then he spends the entirety of the rest of his monologue, uh, you know, telling why uh, Trump's a fascist, and of some of the uh, examples that mm. he gives. I think I have one of those. Uh, oh, wait, no. He, he he brings on Rachel Maddow, who coincidentally just published a book on fascism in, yeah. you know, in the United States in the past. And what a perfect time to promote this book. And famed lesbian, Rachel Maddow, sometimes confused with Stephen Colbert because they have the same hair. Sometimes confused with Chris Hayes. Yeah, or Chris Hayes. <laughs> they all have – you can't ever tell which one is which. Tells Colbert – what Trump is trying to do, why he wants to become president again. We'll see if how yeah, they all look like this is. they all look like fifty something Harry Potters. Yeah, they all look like uh, uh, a cucky, cucky um, liberal husbands. Is what they yeah. look like. Here's another thing that oh, fascists right. enjoy Sorry. doing. Another thing fashion enjoy doing. I forgot to uh, write a note for this one. They cling to power after the voters reject them. That's what Trump is on trial for in Georgia, where prosecutors have gotten multiple Trump associates to plead guilty, including former Trump attorney and school parent explaining why the very hungry caterpillar is homosexual agenda. Jenna Ellis, last night, video leaked of Ellis revealing to prosecutors that in the December of 2020, a Trump White House aide told her that even though the lawyers were telling Trump that he definitely lost, quote, the boss is not going to leave. That's not good. That's not good. So, yeah, I got my clips messed up there. But that, that's the talking points we see doled out. Everybody has sent the clip, and they're given the same talking points to emphasize this propaganda of a hearsay clip that is otherwise useless. And what's funny to me is that Fannie Willis in Georgia here filed something to uh, – I, I don't know what it was, but it was some sort of order she was demanding because she was so upset that this clip got out. Yep. And I'm like, no, you're not upset because this is the only way this clip is useful to you yep. because it's not admissible in, into the court. Right. right. And of course, um, I, I was looking at this clip on Reddit and everyone below was like, of course, Trump's team leaked this. Trump's yeah. team leaked this. Right. No. Yeah. So we have, <laughs> I did see another uh, some comments about that, too. I saw somebody even take, makes no sense make responsibility for it. But I, I don't know who it's not Trump's lawyer or somebody else's lawyer, but we have a couple of uh, tits. McGee says that he's still shaking from hearing that audio that was so chilling. And Dana says that Trump did try to grab the beast steering wheel. Super scary for democracy. Something else. I love that one. That yeah, claim, one. which the girl who makes the claim is also a secondhand source. And the two yeah. people who she claims said it deny saying it. And I love how they just, it's just so backwards. So crazy. All right. Now, here is expert, political expert and famed lesbian, Rachel Maddow, Chris Hayes. 
Stephen Colbert. He's trying to build an anti-democratic movement in this country neck. where people want a strong man um, to hold power by force rather than for us to use elections. And it is we, appealing because yeah. it, you know, it's simple. Yeah. Just do what the strong man says. I alone can fix it. Yeah. We need to talk our fellow Americans out of that as an idea without paying any attention. So that's interesting that we need to talk Americans out of an idea that I haven't met a person who says, I am looking to elect a strong man who takes elections by force and not through democracy and makes all of the decisions by himself. Have you yeah. met a lot of people who been advocating for that? Uh, no, I actually haven't met a single person who has been saying, I can't wait to vote for our fascist dictator Trump so we can never have another election. <laughs> I can't wait to vote all my rights away. Yeah, I just want to <laughs> vote all my rights away and give them to Trump because he alone can fix it. And this is the straw man argument that they project into the heads of people I'm quite like honest our, our improv it. friends. I'm not. Yeah, I'm going to vote for Trump. Uh, absolutely. And um I mean, you know, it's a long way away. Anything could happen. But as of now, pretty sure, pretty, pretty sure I'm going to be voting for Trump. I don't expect him to fix anything. I expect it to be really funny. He would definitely. I expect it to be man. super funny and uh, pretty strong foreign policy for the most part. And um, no new taxes. That's, that's it. That's what I want. And if I'm voting based on entertainment wise, and I would vote, I typically don't vote for the president. What I, I like to do. A get a, a get out the don't vote campaign because yeah. I just hate the get out the vote campaigns. And if yeah. people are going to be speaking in ideals like everybody speaks, I'm like, well, how about this ideal? How about zero people vote? And it invalidates the power mm -hmm. of these jerks on a national level, local level. I'll vote, but I, I don't typically vote. Yeah, I don't think my vote's going to do anything. It's just a fun vote. It's, it's like, just going to um, be flipped by just, somebody yeah. in Fulton County. Right. <laughs> and really, it's yeah, it's just. It's just something fun to do. Yeah, I really only pay attention and really am really worried about the local ones. Yeah, so the local ones I do think are important because you can't have an impact there. So Stella well, makes a good we, point. That's what we got to start doing. Yeah, is, absolutely. Is we got to start what the left has been doing for the last 30 years, the whole like uh, uh, act locally, think globally. Um, with, I'm not talking about <laughs> embracing globalism. What I'm talking about is thinking of a bigger picture, guys. Like there should be, patriotic community organizers, things like that. Well, when you have Stacey Abrams and George Soros organizing in your local community, then then you, you need you to, do. you need as a patriot, you need to get out there and you know what I mean? Like no, someone who believes in the, um, the ideals of Western values. It, it, yeah. It, it, right. And little limited government, uh, no censorship, all that kind of stuff. You need to find like-minded people like that who are principled and organize them around these ideas and beat these leftists just, just down, just it, beat it them is, down. It's definitely worth If you already have somebody who's been kind of funded by that whole Soros movement thing, then you, you might want to look for a candidate to oppose them. And all I would say is this is, Look into the people you're voting for, right? Because they, mm -hmm. people are so adamant about getting out the vote. When I'm like, shouldn't it be uh, get out the uh, how about get out the get informed? Like, shouldn't you be advocating people to get informed about who people are and what they'll stand for instead of just vote, vote, vote? It doesn't matter. Vote all, all D, all R down the line, and they have like a a, a box um, where you can vote just straight ticket. And if you do that, you're voting. For a number of people who, mm -hmm. 
in most cases, unless unless you're just super into politics all the time, people whose name you don't even know, whose whose background you don't know, which is a dangerous thing for you personally. I think about this like on your personal conscious because it's so easy. We see how easy it is for people to say, well, right. I think I could get more votes if I flip, if I run as a Democrat or Republican, think George Santos mm-hmm. again. And the best way to ensure that you will one day vote for a pedophile is by just voting straight ticket and not actually looking into the backgrounds of people because you might find that when you look into some of the backgrounds, you might have your spidey instincts go, this person seems like a pedophile. I'd like to not vote for them. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we know that there's going to be politicians in the future, but on both sides of the aisle, all sides of the aisle that are going to be revealed to be creepy pedophiles. And I don't want that on my conscience. No, that's my best argument against not voting. Yeah, that's a good argument. That's a (laughs) good argument. So keep the pedophiles out. Yes. Stella says the audience must be paid to be there at Colbert's show. I, I have a theory that they have to take some sort of ideological test before they go in. Hmm. Or just agree to follow the stage producers, uh, um, you know, don't signals. You think, I mean, don't you think it's just the people who like this, his stupid sense of humor, just they're the ones that go to those shows? Maybe. Because the audience, I mean, they don't usually show his audience. They're not very big. Of course big. they don't. not even be there. For yeah, long. they're not very big. Like, it doesn't sound yeah. like there's a lot of people out there. It's his wife. It's It's Jimmy Kimmel. It's yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a bunch it's of it's the other guys. It's Jeff Fallon, they, they, all Seth they all go to each other's yes. shows. Yes, <laughs> and are the audience in the crowd? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rachel continues to explain to Stephen what the differences are, and uh, again, okay. though, that echoed that that theme of Trump <clears throat> is trying to take over when he left office. He left it's office. So stupid. I mean, it's, it is so stupid. And I have friends, dear friends of mine, that. When I downplay January 6th, they blow their tops. They can, they're like, I cannot believe you still think that nothing happened and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, well, like I said to one friend, I was like, because, you know, when when Tucker got all those, the tapes, I said, great. I go, they should just, they should have just released those on the internet so we could have made up our own mind. He goes, Uh, yeah, I agree. What what would there be to make, why, what would you, there's nothing to make up. And this is your mind would there's only right. one conclusion to be drawn. Do so you remember when Chris Cuomo made the comment a few years back about how uh, only us journalists can can look at the classified documents? This <laughs> idea, this yeah. fucking idea that journalists have some sort of Hippocratic oath that they're that that they're sacrosanct that that they're like monks or something like are are pre like I hate this idea that they're special and they shouldn't be touched and you know they really they do there it's it's a service for you. You know, right. And I, I think the idea, idea that they're journalists, I think, is a, the misconception, because if we're judging them as though they're journalists and they're all awful at their job, but they're if, muckrakers. We, if we judge them at, at prop, as propagandists, then we start to see that they're good at their job. That's right. That's right. And, and so Tits McGee clarified. He said he's not still shaking. He says he's still jiggling, which <laughs> I think is more appropriate. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Here is Matt Al. Continuing to explain to Colbert what the differences this time are between Republicans and Democrats right now in this country, okay. which you're going to love. We are we're faced with this larger project right now in our politics, which is that one side under the Republican Party's leader is trying to has an erection. You know, <laughs> my political opponents don't deserve to live. 
I shouldn't be subject to elections. I should just have power and rule and use the government to crush my enemies and get revenge. And the Democrat. Uh, so let's stop it. So she says Look at that, that giant penis. She, she's got a she's got a, a rock hard dick neck. Definitely. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. I can't stop seeing no, it. No, you're right. It is very intense. It's fair. I'm sure her girlfriend loves it. What she's claiming here is that Republicans right now don't they're advocating to kill Democrats. Did you catch that? Yeah. To oh, kill yeah. Democrats mm-hmm. and to to take to strong men take over power completely. I don't even think you have to go beyond that. She just claimed that Republicans right now want all of the opposition to die. And now she's going to tell us what Democrats are doing in comparison, because okay. they always have to say, because we hear this. From Meanwhile. People, yeah. Democrats are just trying to make your life better. Right. And here she right. is. Democrats are like, we'd like to talk about light rail and some foreign balanced foreign policy perspectives on attacking. You know, like Democrats are still treating this like it is a governing project. And it is really the two parties are doing two very different things. And so now we are going to keep the government open. It is because the Democrats came to the rescue and said that we should. So there you go. So and and this is an argument that we often hear. It's the you say, well, uh, we talk about this and we should we should talk about this. If you want to talk about this progressive, we can't not talk about it without adding context of this other thing, which would implicate what maybe what they believe is coming in. And then they'll go, oh, you can't both sides this. You can't both sides this argument anymore. And that is what they want journalism to be. They, 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 They don't want journalism shouldn't be both siding anything. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, 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 and then they, they don't want a conversation with you because as soon as you offer a different perspective, they discredit you. They <laughs> right. tell you that you're not part of the right in group. You know, you're part of the oppressed, uh, uh dynamic. Um, you know, you, you, you know, you're too privileged to understand this. You know what? We shouldn't have had this conversation to begin with. And it's like, but I thought you wanted to hear my thoughts. Eh, yeah. But your thoughts were a little too, you know. uh, they were two news newsmax adjacent. Yeah, two newsmax adjacent. <laughs> some might say. Oh, oh what a dipshit! <laughs> what a dipshit he is. <sighs> yes, there's. Uh, we know some people who accuse anybody of saying who says something that they disagree with of being newsmax adjacent, which is the same thing as saying QAnon adjacent. Christian Christian white nationalist MAGA newsmax adjacent. And I, I did. I talked about this the other night when our when fake Trump was on the show with us. But it, it was an argument that someone who believes the vaccine might have caused uh, harm to somebody they know. It was the fact that someone believed that. And, and we know that there has been vaccine injuries, even if rare, mm-hmm. but even if rare. So like even giving them the benefit of doubt that their their narrative is even close to correct, which I, I don't do. But even if we do. There's been vaccine injuries, and the argument is that anybody who believes that someone or they might be vaccine injured means that they only believe this because they are MAGA, uh, uh, QAnon adjacent, and they've been indoctrinated by right-wing propaganda, Mm -hmm. which is weird because Trump created Operation Warp Speed and still promotes it. And so you would think that that would be something that would come to mind when these progressives are just— insulting people, which was weird to me because this is an argument that I saw firsthand. And I just thought it was strange that the the first instinct 
when someone says, I believe a family member of mine, their death, it might have been a a vaccine injury might have contributed to this family member's death, that the reaction was, I'm so sorry that you've been so taken in by right wing white Christian indoctrination. It it, it was it was um, it was I'm sorry you're hurting. But you're a racist. Right. And I'm like, well, what do you say to the people who's been confirmed uh, um, injured? Does it all of a sudden change? Or even if you are a confirmed, according to their standards, vaccine injured, Mm -hmm. if you believed that to be true before a doctor confirmed it for you, are you still a right wing extremist? It's just why is the the why is it not the default uh, way to respond? Why is it not? Well, tell me how you, that's really, well, how, what led you to believe that? Why, why are we not asking questions? Why are we just presuming things based on propaganda pumped into our head? That's what ticked me off about this interaction the most. Me too. Me too. Because it, it just, it showed me that there's no, like, even, like I told you, I remember the same guy, I, he actually admitted to me, this was years ago, you know, when, when, the, when the Snowden story broke, he said to me, we're hanging out and he goes, I got to admit, Ian, you were right. There, there's no, re- they were, they were really spying on us. Uh, and I was like, yeah, but then they just go right back to status quo ante. They, and that's what's so frustrating, man, right. is it's like, and, and, and I... Well, it's like twenty. It's like twenty three and a half hours of just programming propaganda going oh, directly into their brain, he, and then thirty minutes of, of reasonable conversation. He just called me. He called me right wing because I said people should pay their student loans back if they make more than seventy five thousand a year. W- sounds, wouldn't you call that a compromise? To me. Wouldn't you call so, that a compromise? Well, you know, if you're a fascist, I would. He's like, oh, I forgot that you were uh, right wing. Well, I'm pretty sure it's a Hitler quote. Payback student loans. <laughs> Payback student loans. <laughs> if you're doing well, you should pay them back. Yeah. I'm going to start making up quotes like that and just quote, uh, you should pay back your student loans if you take one out, said Hitler. Just Yeah, <laughs> right. Fucking asshole. I was just so annoyed. It's like, how can I it have is. a conversation? But it, it, that's why I just start calling people commies now. It's like, I'm just going to play the same game. I'm just going to propaganda you back. I, I I fall down and act like I'm having a seizure. And then as as foam is coming out of my mouth, I'm like, I think it's the vaccine. I think it's the vaccine. And then he just stops from helping me and says, I'm so sorry that you're captured by this right wing <laughs> propaganda. He's trapped uh, in a web. Uh, all right. So I have one more story that we can do okay. here in the uh, the regular show before we get to the DMB XR. And the DMB XR is just going to be a, a quick XR, and I'm going to do a, a grab bag again, Ian, where I read you some headlines and you pick which one we go okay, through. Cool. And this story is one that I think we both can agree is a hard, hard story to cover. Its headline is Tech Mogul, Tech Mogul, Brian Johnson, which that's interesting, his name is Johnson, undergoes shock therapy on penis to get the erections of an 18-year-old. Now, this guy, Brian Johnson, Brian with a Y, he has been in the news a lot over the past few months as being ranked number one in this worldwide rankings they apparently have of de-agers who, they're these rich, this guy spends $2 million plus a year on these de-aging techniques and there's like a number of years that he they're like his his body is he's, he's lost 7.5 years he's 45 his body is actually 37.7 his mind is uh, 39.6 and his dick is 16 and a half it's just <laughs> so a guy like this all right think about it draw this logical conclusion here a guy like this he's not having sex with people 
It's dangerous, right? He's he fucking re- electrical outlets. He, he could no. What if he's doing all this just to masturbate? That's what I thought. Like, like, why do you, like, why do you want the penis of an 18 year old? Why do you want this, the erection capability of an 18 year old? Cause I don't think you're going to use it for anything. You're a guy who's into de-aging. I don't, you know what I mean? I, I just think he well, probably when he's is, getting bottomed out, it lets the guy behind him jerk him off on the, oh, okay. Well, there's probably, yeah. Excuse, excuse yeah. my vulgarity there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You forget you're on. You forget you're on a show. Brad. I went a little far with the vulgarity on that one. <laughs> but you're right. So this guy who spends two million dollars and, and he actually takes blood from his son and injects it. That, and, and who was the old guy with his arms around him? Remember the photo? There was a photo of him. I think there was his son, and then maybe it was his dad. Uh, I don't know, but this also makes me, not to get sidetracked, it also makes me think of the story about the other Johnson that's been in the news, which is the new speaker, speaker House Mike, Speaker. Mike Johnson and, and, the, and the the um, accountability thing. Yeah, so he was doing this like panel. So the, there was other people around. I, I like thought maybe he wrote this in a blog privately years ago, but mm-hmm. there was other people on this panel, and Mike Johnson talked about it. He's like, yeah, no, there's an app that me and my son use, and it's an accountability app and it tracks the amount of time you spend on pornography websites and it sends that data to your accountability partner. And my accountability partner is my son. Yes. So in his defense, though, they're not watching the porn together and it's tracking the minutes and they well, don't that watch we porn. Know of. That they don't want. And he's like, my son has a clean slate. So, yeah, it's like, but also this is. I'm sorry. You is just it go, brilliant you, or is it crazy? That, that I mean, idea. come on. When you're, how old is his son? Sixteen. I just yeah, well, when, when I was white when son, I was like when I was like thirteen, fourteen, and and you know all of a sudden you was like, oh my gosh, what is this? I didn't need pornography. I, I didn't either because I had Mike Johnson as an accountability partner. <laughs> <laughs> so he he's got two sons. One's adopted, and so I wonder, did he was his was his black adopted child or his white son the accountability partner there? I, you know, that would be kind of discriminatory if he didn't. They yeah. should both be accountability partners. They should be watching porn together, all three of them. I hope someone does make a porn uh, where the plot is like it's a gay porn and it's a stepfather and son. And they're like, hey, let's be accountability partners together. This is an uh, actual porn. The plot no, this is porn? the one I'm writing with you. Uh, okay. It's a gay porn. <laughs> It's a, step, a stepfather, stepson, you know, fetish porn. If you just joined the show, where what we decided to do today is we were going to write a gay porn live. So I'll take my shirt off here. I'd like to see. <laughs> I'd like to see uh, stealing the election porn. You know, there's going to be an insurrection porn, but I'd like to see the other side of it. I'm sure it would get censored, where it's Joe Biden stealing the election. But back to the more wholesome story of the guy who shocks his penis so that he can have erections of an 18 year old i'm just going to go through it for you with you anti-aging obsessed tech mogul mobile brian johnson revealed that he has reversed aging in his penis by 15 years by undergoing painful shock therapy on his genitals now it's a very scientific process when you get to determine that it's been actually 15 years and I, i don't know what exactly that is but I'm sure one day he'll he'll show us all. Mm-hmm. Johnson says that he's a 46-year-old biohacker. He spends $2 million on various treatments each year to fight off father time. Said he is also hardworking 
hard at work keeping his manhood operating at full capacity as long as possible. The uh, eccentric millionaire said he's been thwarting erectile dysfunction through focused shockwave therapy uh, that he said on an episode of uh, his podcast. This is there's this technology you have a wand and you have to sit in a chair and the technician uses the wand and basically shocks your penis through acoustic technology. Is, do you, is there one of those therapy centers near you, Ian? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look for one. <laughs> I'd, like to see, I'd like to see a commercial for that, mm-hmm. that business right there, that service. It's, it's technology that has a broad range of applications and it's also used for erectile dysfunction. Uh, then adding that he has no erectile dysfunction, just to make sure everybody knows. The shock, which is not electrical shock, it works, it's similar to workouts by creating micro injuries that the muscle then rebuilds. So everybody understands the micro injury workout on your penis that you do at the YMCA or, yeah, or yeah. Yeah, LA Fitness. Yeah. Well, you get someone <laughs> to help you sometimes. The, the, was it the, the, the exercise where you tie the thing to your genitalia and you, you like practice lifting the weights? <laughs> the treatment is painful, he says, describing the pain as a seven out of ten, but a nine out of ten at the tip. <laughs> this guy's such a creep, dude. Dude, this guy, like what this guy would fall apart if he if anything happens to his body. He's so into worshiping his body. Yeah, what did you tell me after I texted you that story? I said this guy's gonna die when he's fifty-five. <laughs> this guy's gonna die when he's fifty-five, or it'll be some weird accident. Like he'll be out hiking, and like a bobcat jumps on him, he falls off a cliff. Like it'll right. be, it'll be, it'll be something uh, after, like after it pauses for a moment to just uh, look in awe at his yeah. very young penis. He, the, he is, he is begging for an ironic death. He's begging for it. <laughs> You're right. He is. And he says, I've been shocked by the results. Haha. <laughs> I'm now two months in. My subjective experience is as if my penis has gotten 15 years younger. So it is his subjective experience. You can see him on screen there looking down at his shocked penis. The close-up <laughs> of his face is so strange. His, he, face, his face does look strange. He looks like just a very old 20-something. If that right, makes no, any he, kind he, of sense. He looks like somebody who uh, um, you're going to wake up to and go, where am I? And then look over and see him getting dressed is what he looks like to me. Yeah, yeah exactly. At the same time, he's been undergoing the treatment on his genitals. He has begun monitoring its nighttime impact on his erection. So he's got an erection monitor. That, that right there. This, this outfit. What, why is he dressed like this? What what? Is this? I know. That's what I can't figure out. Is this part yeah. of the anti, is that a, anti-aging clothing? Why are his fingernails blue? And what Maybe is in is that pot? What is in that pot? Semen. He's, he drinks semen to help keep his lungs young. I guess. I, there is nothing delicious in that refrigerator. There's not a single delicious item of food in Look, that entire Look, it, it's house. a bunch of... Uh, um, it looks like a the refrigerator in your biology class in eighth grade. It's like a it bunch does. of beakers and stuff in there. You know, down here in the bottom shelf. Or it's just nothing. He just... This dude, that whole bowl is probably... He just made like you know, vitamin capsule soup. And it's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just recipe. soup with all these vitamins floating around in it. And I'd like to know if that is a style choice or if he's like, I need to put that... something on my fingernails that it's light blue that makes me younger. If that's a, 
He's part of he's he, that's he's in the Illuminati. This guy's weird, dude. He's in the Illuminati. On the program, he showed off a small sensor device he straps to his penis to measure the duration and strength of his erections for about three to five nights uh, in a row every single month. So that's you know, there's a, a maybe you can get it on Amazon that product. I'm not sure. The data on erections are important. He said, because it represents psychological health and cardiological health as well. And that people are not familiar that nighttime erections are actually a meaningful health indicator, Johnson said. <laughs> Currently, Johnson said his average nighttime erections last about two hours and 12 minutes, <laughs> which roughly matches up to his chronological age. And he said to get the level of an 18-year-old I would need three hours and 30 minutes of nighttime erection. So he's not stopping till he's hard for three and a half hours a night. It sounds yeah, like. So that's the goal we're trying to achieve. Right. And he lays it. So he lays in bed, probably next to his son. And every time he goes a little soft, he's like, damn it. You beat me again. The fact that he uses blood boy tells me that he is an adrenochrome vampire. He is. This it's guy creepy. is fucking creepy as shit. And this kid probably goes to high school. It's like the only other person who's going to get made fun of more it's in a high blood school. boy. Right. Is Britney Spears' kids. Like, those are the only two kids that are going to be made fun of more than this guy's kid in high school. He takes 111 supplements a day with the hope of making all of his major organs, including his brain, liver, kidneys, skin, penis, and rectum, functioning as though they were in his late teens. All right. In one of the more controversial efforts to slow his body clock, he used his son, he used his teenage son as his personal blood boy, as you were saying, swapping plasma with, which is crazy because there were some studies that when they did this exact thing in rats, the older rats got younger and the younger rats got older with the swap of plasma. Mm -hmm. So he's, uh, what do you I think, think about he's paying his son? What do I think about I him? hope he's paying his son. Yeah. What do you think of this guy? I think this guy is um, going to hell. <laughs> uh, that's what I think. He better stay alive for as long as possible. Uh, yeah, I, I, that, this guy is creepy, man. He's super creepy. I don't – this idea – the idea of humans living forever, the people who like embrace this idea, it's like don't you realize that that just eliminates what it means to be a human? The minute you create immortality, you cease to be a human. I, you know, I, right. I'm just imagining his funeral. If he did had some unfortunate accident, like you said, somebody could be up there saying, you know, he was a hard worker. He was dedicated to having the youngest body uh, at his age in the world. And until the day he died, he had the penis of a 14 year old. Oh, his corpse, his corpse will have an erection. <laughs> You can't even close the thing. <laughs> okay, close the it just thing. shoots a hole through the top. <laughs> All right, one more photo, then we'll do like a quick 10-minute XR. I, I thought this is from Tinfoil Tony on Twitter, I, uh, uh, an account that I enjoy following. He, What's his name? His name is Tinfoil Tony. Oh, He's yeah, out. I like him. Yeah, he, uh, he tweeted this out the other day and tagged me in it, and I thought this was fantastic image it's stacy abrams dressed like the fridge from back in the 80s on the chicago bears stacy's head has replaced the fridge's head and the fridge is leaning against the refrigerator it says madden 2020 the fridge is in the game and look if i had to pick any politician 
to be a offensive lineman on my Madden team, it'd be Stacey Abrams. It would be Stacey Abrams. It's a fantastic work. God. Right there. Super Bowl shuffle. Stacey Abrams, a lot of people don't know this, actually has the penis of a 12-year-old. In her purse. <laughs> right, yeah. She, <laughs> she cut off all of her aides in exchange for political power. Okay, so that's where we're going to end the show is talking about the penises in Stacey Abrams' purse. And we're going to go on to the XR where you can get access to that by going to patreon.com slash propaganda report. Subscribe there. Today you'll get the DMB with... No ads. Take out all the ads for subscribers as well as the subscriber-only content. And today, what we're going to do is it's going to be a grab bag. I'm going to read some headlines to Ian, and he's just going to tell me which story, based on the headlines, that we're going to go through. So that's what we're going to do. Patreon.com slash Propaganda Report. Propagandafight.com. Check out the website. If you want to help out without subscribing, then... Go leave a five-star review on any podcasting platform that you listen in and a comment that warms my heart. It is very motivating and it helps out a ton. And you can also share the show with your friends as well. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for all the comments in the chats. And we will talk to you all next time. Have a fantastic rest of your day.